Good day. It's the best day of the week. Great day to be alive. Great day to get better. I'm K.L. Frierson, and I have a special announcement to make. Decade Hits, the concert experience, opening night, is August 4th, 7.30 p.m. at the Yacht Center for Performing Arts in Fountain Inn, South Carolina. Tickets available at yachtcenter.org. That's Y-O-U-N-T-S-C-E-N-T-E-R.org. Make sure to get your tickets. It's going to be an amazing time. And without further ado, we are more than the podcast presents. We are more than decade hits. Let's go. I bet you, I bet you, you don't want none. You know you're messing with the wrong ones. Now watch out. Keep talking, I'm going to give you some. Just keep running and running and running. Good day. It's the best day of the week. Great day to be alive. Great day to get better. I'm K.L. Frierson, and welcome to another episode of We Are More Than the Podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a this is a special one. I uh, got a chance to get an invite to um, I don't even know the name of this theater. I just know it's in Fountain Inn, Yance, the Yance Theater. There we go. Um, by my coworker Sonia, and she's going to be on the show throughout as well. Uh, but I got all the fellas with me right now, so it's a uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I have the cast from Decade Hits with me and um when these episodes come out make sure you like subscribe and uh definitely come out to support it's uh opening night is august 4th what time does the show start 7 30 is when the show starts so um i'm excited so i'm gonna let the cast introduce themselves again we got the fellas with me right now so i'll let you all take it away hey i'm tom is that enough introduction? Bro. I mean, <laughs> come on, Tom. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm the old man of the group. Oh. <laughs> I'm here with a bunch of twenty-somethings. I got you. The table. But anyway, yeah, we're a fun bunch of guys, even with an old guy in the group. Right. Yeah. You only as old as you feel, Tom. True that. <laughs> we can go down. Uh, my name is Jared, um, but my artist name is Thesis. Um, I call myself Thesis because. I am the original research and my music site's my source. Okay. Um, so I am a new and upcoming artist here in South Carolina. And um, this is also my debut. So this is my first theater thing, my first stage thing. So this is really exciting for me. Okay, y'all, let's finger snaps for thesis. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thesis. Thesis. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan of that. <laughs> Eric, let's go. I'm oh, oh, Grab the mic, yeah. I'm Caleb Wu. I am um, one of the Two basses, three basses, three basses, three basses. Okay. So we never get to sing bass for this whole show. It's like there's like a few parts we get to do that. Okay. So uh, I'm Mateo Scott. I'm one of the other three basses there in the show, and um, this is probably my second show. Um, really getting to work with Tim, um, and I've just loved being a part of this cast and getting to experience everything with okay. them day to day. And Mateo, I think the first show I saw you in, I saw you in, was The Heights. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Get was that guy. your first show, first show? Uh, that was not my first show. Um, that was my first show community, like locally. Uh-huh. Um, but I had done one show in high school prior to that. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, my name's Alex. Um, I'm also uh, an artist and a producer. And um, my artist name is Hans. And this is... I've been doing... Uh, theater and live shows for ever since I was 14 um, with bands and concerts and um, I'm mostly a musician Um, but theater's always been a passion of mine Um, and Tim just kind of like took me into his wing under his wing and was like 
you're gonna do these shows and yeah like yeah yeah so that's what's up that's mm-hmm. what's up and um are, are we missing anyone from the guys the the fellas we're missing the director just tim yeah just tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys. okay and i have some time to to chop it up with tim so what got you guys into the the theater side of things oh, wow. because i know it's just i know it's more than musicals especially well maybe it's not more than just musicals but there's a a a acting side to this as well so what got you all into the theater space well, I grew up in, in music when I was a small kid. My family were, were singing, singers together. But I got involved in theater when I was 22, okay. which has been 53 years ago. Damn. Okay. Whoa, he's old. Hold on. <laughs> so 53 years ago, yeah, when you my, were 22. I was 22. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just black that don't crack. <laughs> hey, my first, my first casting was Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, all and, right. And it turned out to be a touring cast, which was a crazy thing because I'd never done theater before. Okay. Okay, that's that's huge. That's huge. And what, what keeps you going to theater then? Wow. Uh, that's a good question. What keeps me going? I love theater. I love music. I love singing. I'm a guitar player, a bass player. Okay. I love to sing, and I don't know. I just love being around this atmosphere. Okay. I got you. All right. So who who else? What what got y'all into this? Hey, go ahead. Yeah, be my guest. Um, for me, uh, it's it's always been. Uh, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie sometimes. Okay. So whenever whenever I like get the chance, whatever it is. I can get the chance to get in front of people and on a stage I have real bad stage fright okay. so my heart's racing it's just like I get I get kind of like not a, I don't want to say addicted but no, like, it's like it's a feeling that I really want to come back to every night of my life yeah addict is the right word yeah yeah, yeah, ex- for sure. yeah exactly so that's yeah. why I do it it's, okay I mean, I'll kind of hop off of that because, yeah, I mean, it is like there's an adrenaline rush to it, uh, to being in front of people and things like that. Um, I know I kind of almost got tricked into theater in a way um, because my parents took me to go see a movie and like they didn't tell me anything about it. Um, And they're like, we're going to go see it. And we got there and I was like, well, what are we going to see? And they said, we're going to go see Les Mis. And Uh, this is like 15, 14 year old Mm -hmm. kid, like, well, what is that about? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's just a movie about the French Revolution and they sing in it. And I was like, <laughs> uh, no thanks, I'm okay. And they're like, well, you could just sit at home. And I was like, well, I guess so. Um, and I've been like a music guy my whole life. I grew up like fourth grade, I started playing trumpet and like, okay. um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So as soon as we got in there and sat down in the theater and the first note hit, mm-hmm. it just like, it just captivated me. So everything about it from then on, like I, like as soon as the movie ended, I had to get like the CD, you know, and I had all the words down of it. And then after that, they introduced me to the Phantom of the Opera and it just became like, like an addiction in itself to learn stuff about theater. Uh-huh. And then it was that I, that wasn't enough for me. So I had to actually be in the stuff. And so it, it kind of just grew from there. And that's okay. really where everything cool. sparked for me. I, I think what got me into Les Miserables was I was like, yo, Wolverine can sing. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. And then I saw him in a stage play in Oklahoma and I was like, mm. wait, this, this dude is, yeah. is that guy. Yeah. I had no clue. I had no clue. Yeah, so much talent from him. <laughs> right. Yeah, go ahead. So, like, for the music musical side, like the Broadway side, I hadn't 
it was weird. A lot of my friends knew about like the Broadways and stuff and were really cultured in that area. But I grew up listening to like a lot of classical music and more on the classical side when I was learning. Um, and then when I went to college, I got to work the Broadway Little Women. Okay. And I was just, I wasn't acting in it. I wasn't singing in it. I was just doing the tech side. And it just opened my eyes. I just was seeing this powerful medium of music and storytelling together. And then after that, I was able to get involved in other musicals like um, Tale of Two Cities and Beauty and the Beast, the Broadways. And just seeing like the, what keeps me in theater and in film and in music is seeing like art as a shaper of culture. Okay. And I was recently at um, the Pronk Studios here in Greenville. One of the community leaders there was saying that art kind of guides culture's progress. So as we're moving forward, art is kind of a forward thinking, futuristic kind of mindset and art kind of guides that. And this show is, is a, what I would term as like a preservative of our culture from the decades, from the forties, the fifties. And I was born at the end of this show. So (laughs) the nineties. So that's, that's what I really enjoy about the arts. Yeah. I I was born in the eighties. So I I was was like, yeah, I was born in the nineties or um, I actually went to go get alcohol and they were like, nah, you're okay. You got a one, uh, you got a a one in front of your birthday. And I'm like, Thanks. Oh. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like, whatever. I'm sorry. What about you, Jesus? Yeah. So I'll say for me, um, I actually got a, um, a text from Giselle, who okay. you know, you're all will be talking to soon, Giselle TYF. And she sent it to me. She uh, said, just come no matter your experience. And I ha- I've had no experience prior to this. I knew I could always sing. I've had a vocal coach for a while. Um, but I never had the confidence to just actually do anything with it. But I knew I wanted to sing, record, do all that jazz. Okay. So she sent it to me Friday. The audition was Saturday. <laughs> and I didn't even read it until Saturday at 1 p.m. Okay. And so something in my mom was like, Jared, you need to go. Like if, if you're going to pro- if you're going to progress, if you're going to do better, mm-hmm. if you're going to turn this into a skill, you've got to do it. Okay. So I pushed myself past it. I sang. Um, Sweet Love by Nita Baker. Go ahead. What, what did you say? Because Nita Baker's my girl. So sing it. Sing Sweet Love. <laughs> <laughs> we auditioning now. Come on, Joe. Yeah. Sweet love, have me calling out your name. I feel no shame. I'm in love. Sweet love, have me come. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't you ever go away. It'll always be this way. Yeah. I'm a um, huge Anita Baker fan. Yeah. I'm a huge <laughs> First off, are you old enough to know who Anita Baker is? Bruh. I'm 26. Are you old enough to know who Anita Baker is? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should have like I feel like I should have been born like in like mid eighties, early nineties, so like I could experience all of that. Yeah, that's yeah. like my favorite realm of music. I got you. Y'all's music sucks right oh, now. No, it does not. It does not. We have, we have some great people out right now. Okay. Okay, hold on. You're about to say something. I was just going to say, uh, the, the music that we have in this show is the best music ever made, hands There you down. go. Like, you did. I wish I would have lived in the 50s and I Come lived on. all the way through. I mean, I wish I was Tom's age. I got to be honest. That's cool. One thing I've noticed about the cast, it's a, it's a really diverse cast. Um, and I'll let you guys speak for Tim uh, on this or your thoughts about... Um, was it intentional for diversity? Um, Cause you have, you've got seasoned and you've got novice 
<laughs> you men and women, uh, all different races, and even the music is extremely diverse. So, I guess what do you guys feel like the thought process was behind uh, decade hits? I think, well, for me working with Tim in the past, I definitely think 100% it was a it wasn't even a second thought of him as to what the cast needed to look like, which was just all shapes and sizes, all colors, all ages, everything like that. Um, you know, I, especially working with him on, in the Heights, Mm -hmm. it was such a inclusive process. Um, and one that a lot of people kind of told him that they didn't know if he could pull off. Um, because especially for that show, you know, you had to get a cast that is very, um, Hispanic Latino, um, oriented for that. And so, but he was determined and willing to, you know, push through whatever processes he needed to do to get the cast that he wanted. Um, and so, like, I know that he is very inclusive of this cast, not even just with, like, us um, and our races, but also in the music itself. Okay. Um, I mean, you see everything from Aretha Franklin to um, Richie Valens to, um, you know, um, I, yeah, yeah, Chuck Berry, yeah, yeah. Right. So you see a little bit of everything, um, and so I think he really made sure to take his time to make sure that everything was included and that everybody felt included in not just their music selections, but in um, you know the cast itself and who we are. Tim has such eclectic taste in music, okay, and his knowledge of music is just really vast. So uh, he had a lot to choose from. Right. Kind of hard to pare down. Well, yeah, and there are a lot of hits from 50s moving forward. I mean, a, a whole slew of them. And I, I got a chance to hear Act One Monday and even ending with, you know, Superstitious and then the Beach Boys and, you know, go further back. I was trying to remember the song that you sung. It was just solo. Tony Bennett. There you go. Yeah. The Tony Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> the Tony Bennett. So, um, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is cool. But the fact that he had different voices doing different genres, I'm like, okay, I think this is gonna be cool. Um, if if nothing else, that was that made me punch my ticket to say, hey, I'm I'm coming to one show at least. So but yeah, that's that's cool. So anybody else on the, the diversity aspect of the production? So I'll say I think I think it's great. And I, not only that, but to see people of different ages, right, different ethnicities, different races, different walks of life all come together and have a great time with one another every day for three hours. (laughs) Um, And and all trying to figure this out together is great. And I think the fact that I can come here, be myself, be myself at all times, and everybody love me just the same. Um, And to feel just as included. And I I think this is a full circle for me because I've wanted a community of like-minded people, especially in music, uh, particularly. So to to be building a community and finding like-minded individuals like that and a diverse crowd at that is absolutely wonderful to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to jump in on that too because like I feel like the differences are what enhance like the unity of the show and the cast and like how each of our different strengths we have and the weaknesses we have are strengthened by someone else's strengths my weaknesses in different areas are like vocal wise or genre wise or stage presence wise someone else can support that and we learn from each other while we're 
or doing that. So it's been a learning process. I mean, even tonight, like next week is opening night. We were learning a new song. So it's like, it's a constant learning process. That's, it's exciting to be on stage with everyone with that. What's been the, the most difficult adjustment getting prepared for this show? Okay, so I'll say the, the most difficult adjustment for me. Because you, you're the new kid at the theater, so yes. yeah. <laughs> so the most difficult adjustment for me, I feel, I'm, I'm used to always just singing by myself, you know? Okay. So having to sing with other people, blend with other people, find my note, keep my note, um, and sustain. I think though that, you know, and then coming in and having to, this is multiple things, but coming oh, in and having to like keep up with the sheet music and the words and I'm like everything is just so new to me because I've never had any kind of classical or like formal training on any of this. Okay. Um, and so to come into the scene and to just hit the ground running this way is challenging, but I've been able to literally see myself, I've literally seen the fruits of my labor firsthand as the, you know, as practice has been going on, I've been able to see my progress right now. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Okay. So, did you have any classical training? No, actually, I had a bit in college, but okay. nothing to really speak of. I got you. <laughs> All right. What about you? Classical, yes. change, yeah. classical training in music? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And classical training in music? Absolutely none. <laughs> classical training in music? Yes. yes okay. Yeah. So, where do you all go for classical training for music? Ooh. I actually... I'm trying to put you at ease real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Fun story, I went right across the street to this house uh, when I was four years old and I had seven years of piano lessons Okay. Uh, until he moved to Spain. Okay. Ooh. And then I stopped piano lessons and I decided to just branch out and learn every possible instrument I could buy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I haven't had it since, but yeah. So it's funny, your piano teacher moved to Spain when I was like, I started music like at, I think it was, I can't remember how old I was, like maybe seven, okay. piano. And um, my piano teacher so moved years to. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> A little more These than that. These guys look super young. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, man, if, I'm trying to remember if he, he moved away. He lives in Germany now. So it's like, I don't know what yeah. it is about our music teachers and moving, moving away. It's where the genre is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. In Europe. So, and then I did, I did vocal training at my university. Okay. So and what school did you go to? Uh, Bob Jones. Bob Jones. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Now everyone, secondary education or post, how did I say it? Oh, y'all went to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I made a career. Jeez. Uh, me too. Yeah. I hung out for as long as I could. Uh, me too. Yeah. So what school did you go to? East Tennessee State. East Tennessee. Okay. Uh, University of South Carolina, Columbia. University of Second Choice. Cool. Go Tigers. <laughs> I, I got my undergrad from Bob Jones University okay. and I'm getting my master's at Liberty. Okay. Okay. Uh, I went to Anderson University. Okay. <laughs> I remember when Anderson University was Anderson College. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, that's when I was at Clemson for my extended stay. <laughs> uh, I went to Greenville Tech for three semesters okay. for business, and then I essentially, sadly, flunked out. Uh, so I'm now, uh, yeah, look at me now. <laughs> um, so I'm am I'm, I'm I'm just gonna take a second and figure it out, and then if I need to go, then I will. But it needs to be something that 
I'm not gonna waste money on. I got you. So, I got that's you. That's because I've Definitely. already, already done that. Uh, yeah. I can, I can dig that. I'm yeah. paying it back now. Yes. Uh, that's why. I'm, that's I'm why a big I bleed orange. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and green every month. <laughs> Wait, uh, so, um, so understanding the challenges, you guys have have had an opportunity to learn different genres of music. Um, especially for the younger guys, you've seen it all oh, from much. yeah from the start <laughs> of it until um, and continuing to go with it. What, who would you say your favorite artists are now? In all fairness, yeah. Most of my favorite artists are gospel artists. Okay, like who? And, well, uh, <laughs> where do I start? You know, uh, when you get to be my age, your memory doesn't serve you quite as right, well. Right. Uh, I can name names, but it'll probably take me a few minutes. Okay, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, yeah, I love gospel artists. So there are some great ones out there. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely dig that. Um, I'm a I'm a PK. Yeah, twice over so my my dad's a pastor my mom's is an associate pastor um i didn't get the stigma thank you to my other siblings <laughs> <laughs> thank you to my other siblings for saving me from that and y'all carrying that mantle um but yeah i'm i'm huge as far as gospel music goes but my genre stems from gospel to classical yeah. uh a bunch of hip-hop a bunch of neo-soul my mom, just to make sure I'm not a heathen, always sends me gospel songs. <laughs> I get to them when I get to them. So, <laughs> I gotcha. so um, and are the artists that you like, are they recent gospel, gospel artists? Or? Some of them are. Okay. Some of them are older. Okay. All right. So, the guys coming in, uh, where you all were toddlers in the 90s, uh, and that's where the show is, right? Where the 90s yeah. hits? Yeah. Okay, so being able to explore a lot of the sheet music, a lot of the songs, what artists have you discovered now and that you're fans of just based off of what you've been hearing since being a part of? <laughs> He's looking at the scrap list. I'm going to have to go to the scrap list. <laughs> right. It's, it's. <laughs> Y'all should see the scramble so, drills. What was that old guy's <laughs> name? My playlist is so wide, it's right. unreal. Well, let me just take this second. Like, you know, you keep talking about you being old, but like, unless you're at this show, you won't understand how good this man looks. Oh. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. No, trust me. That's why when he, oh man, like, I, I was doing the math. I measured the math, but I'm like, I don't even want to have fun with this anymore. Right. Twenty-two was fifty-three years ago. I'm gonna let y'all do the math. And this gentleman doesn't look that way. That's why I said black is not the only thing that doesn't crack. Um, so music has preserved you, my friend. Something did. I don't know. Grace of God. Grace of God. There you go. There you go. Um, so I like to play a word game every now and again. Give somebody a word and I need a song. And since all of you all are vocalists, everybody's gonna have an opportunity to sing. Um, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start this way. Uh, I'm trying to think of a word. And uh, did y'all really? (laughs) Um, Give me a song with the word "cool" in it. Oh, the 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 one that came straight to my mind is Jonas Brothers. Uh, (laughs) uh, Can't remember the key. Uh, I'm feeling so cool, top to the bottom's just cool. What is it? (laughs) 
Baby, I something feeling so cool. Ooh, ooh, I can't remember it. That's cool, <laughs> something like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good yeah. All right, we're going to pass the mic. <laughs> let's, let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Um, give me a, a song with the word black in it. Oh, um, yeah, I know it's like back in black, but that's just, uh, um, uh, oh, Men in Black. You gonna sing it? Yeah, uh, you know, or, it's, well, I don't know the, like, the rap aspect of it. I just know that, <laughs> here come the Men in Black. And that's <laughs> Which is the sample is forget me not. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of a word. Let's let's go with love. That's that's a good one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I will always love you. I just forgot y'all were rehearsing that one. Why would I do what I... I don't know if y'all heard the dad jokes around in that song. What's Whitney Houston's favorite coordination? No. Hand up. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love dad jokes. Yeah. Dad jokes all day, every day. All right. So let's see. Um... Trying to go through my pages. Give him a hard one. Uh, <laughs> blue. Why did I know you were going to give me that word? Really? That is so strange. <laughs> that is strange. That is so strange. <laughs> oh, gosh. Still blue. Still blue. I don't know the rest of the words, but I know how the chorus goes. Who's still blue by? Um, um, Sir and Jill Scott. Oh, Sir as in like Macy Artist, Scott? Sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jill Scott's the feature. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. All right. So. I gotta. Where are we going? I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. Uh, boardwalk. Oh come on! There's only one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, when the sun beats down, there's the tar up on the roof. And if he gets a oh yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So. Um, what do you all feel like your takeaway is going to be from from the show? Friendship more than anything. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's well. This has been another episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we got friendship. So um, before this production, you all met before, or is this the first time for everyone? We knew each other. So yeah. Alex and I knew each other, but that's. You know, the rest of us did not know. Okay. Each other. Well, and then we knew something else too. But yes. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I feel like the commonality was Tim. Yes. Tim yes. Obviously, because he's the director. But then it was like, oh, meeting all these cool people. I 
I actually knew a lot about Caleb before he knew me, which was okay. kind of <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's kill the creepy about it. How did you, how did you find out yeah. about Caleb? So my girlfriend went to school with him, and he actually Caleb knows. dated your girlfriend. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our rumor start. And we've been friends ever since, man. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Caleb was in school for classical. What was it? Classical piano or some some classical what classes. And you were in oh. school with the drummer of my band, yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely. Okay. Uh, that's what I call him. His name's Jonathan Lovely. His last name is Lovely. Okay. Anyways, okay. um, he was in school with him and a few other guys. Um, and he was telling me so much about Caleb and how talented he was. Oh. And <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't do justice to actually how talented he is. He has but, tears in his eyes. Crying? <laughs> yeah. Can you hear it? Yeah, if you guys are here, you can see him crying. Now, when you said that, I was. I was first honored, but then just the fact that like you said that, but then your talent and like Mateo's talent, Jared's talent, Tom's talent. Oh, wait, like, I gotta put my boots on. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's it's just been amazing, like the friendship aspect, yeah, but like yeah. meeting so many talented people. And then when we first started rehearsals, I think Giselle was like we, I'm excited to start this so we can start a band after this and like yeah, go around traveling well. singing. So this, I mean, Sorry, this has been the first show that I've been in. Even con- I've done a few concert shows with Tim before, and then this is one of the first ones where not everybody was a musical theater major or musical okay. theater or something. Everybody is almost everybody is an artist, and they like they make music and are like minded, like myself, mm-hmm. like Caleb and 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 uh, I almost called you Thesis. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, might as well. That's what he's gonna go by. Um, Thesis, yeah, and, and ladies and gentlemen. So that's a, the first the first show that's like I'm like oh, I was like whoa this is this is so cool like okay. everybody's you know like minded. Now the word artist has been thrown around a lot. Now you say you play a lot of instruments. Yes. You play a lot of instruments as well. You play instruments at all? Okay. I'm in the learning game. Okay, the learning game. Trumpet. Trumpet. Okay. Have you played trumpet since fourth grade? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I did it all through high school. I did one year of college and then kind of just, I, I We're going to have to see that. <laughs> yeah, We're going to have to like, see a so trumpet solo. <laughs> okay. It's not as regular, but it, I do still kind of try to keep it up. Okay. Like your first chair trumpet? Um, Senior year. Yeah. Okay. I nice. probably didn't stop carrying or start carrying until um, junior, senior year. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was drum major senior year. I was like, you know, I you know, state, or I wasn't state, but you know, county, region, I got you. stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I played trumpet in um, eighth grade, I stopped playing trumpet. Well, ninth grade year, I stopped playing trumpet because all the girls like the guys who played football. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I started playing football, and then when I realized that there's a difference between good, great, and elite, and I was great, but I wasn't elite, I started learning how to play piano by ear and using my singing because I'm like, I still got to get the girls. So, so I had to figure out what my hook was. So I, I stayed in well enough shape and I was like, hey, here's another party trick for you. So, but yeah. So what about you? I, how many instruments are you? Oh, 
officially three. Okay. But I like I play piano and harp and violin. Okay. And then I <laughs> and then I've played cello. I tried to learn guitar and mandolin. Okay. But I left that to my siblings and then my talented friends to play. Okay. <laughs> so is the transition from violin to guitar difficult? Yeah, the calluses you have to have, like, also for cello, like, the calluses on your fingers required to, like, just just hold the instrument and play a note decently is is huge. So, like, violin requires very little callus, and then cello and guitar just, plus my hand size is, it was weird placement, too. I wasn't used to that. Okay. I could, I could probably learn it if I tried, but I was just like, other people play it and they're good, so... Yeah, I'll write music for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I play viol- somewhat violin as well and okay. guitar, but guitar is probably my second main and well, probably my main at this point. And like, you might as well just like start learning on your other hand because of how like it's like you know you have rock Hold solid. On. I'm fingers sorry, you said guitar. start learning on your other hand. On your other hand, switch hands and and play what? violin left-handed. Because then you have your your you know your softer fingers. Right. Just from my experience playing guitar so much. Hold on. Wait a minute. It's hard enough to play with one hand. Oh yes. Your dominant. Well, I guess if you're yeah. playing the violin, your left hand is. But then you switch. Yeah. Well, you'd have to get a left. You okay. get a left-handed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think unless you're. Uh, it took a lot of practice. It took a lot of Rock star, black guy. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Unless yeah. you're Jimi Hendrix, then you just use a right hand guitar and play it. Flip it over. Upside yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Play it upside down. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. You know, some people are just born with it. Well, it's interesting. Like uh, I, I play <laughs> piano, uh-huh. and my fast hand is is left. Or sorry, that's my right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I get right. what you're saying. Though. And then yeah, I'll, I'll flip over to guitar. You flip over to guitar and you shred on guitar with your right. So, okay. but then I can't do that when I flip my hand around. I can barely do that with my piano hand. Okay. So if I, you know, you just flip your hand around for violin, you can just play fast with your left hand. I don't I don't know. It makes sense in my head. Maybe it doesn't make sense. It's called talent. <laughs> it's called talent. It's, yeah, yeah. What are your instruments, Tom? I play guitar and bass, and okay. I, I'm a hack with uh, upright bass okay. and banjo and mandolin. Okay. So all, all strings. Yeah, yeah okay. all strings. I got you. I got you. So, yeah, I think uh, this whole band thing, Leaving or at least joint projects mm-hmm. when yes. leaving because I'm pretty sure that's been a conversation that's been thrown around some joint project <laughs> yes. conversation. They haven't asked the old guy yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's discrimination. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, called yeah. out. Yeah, no no <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's the 30 and below crowd, but no one's 30. I got you, Tom. <laughs> Ageism doesn't exist nowadays. Just saying, in the music industry. Well, you know. Uh, yes, so no. get- in the hip hop world, it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, but the R and B, neo soul, rock. I don't know if it exists in rock because I know. Well, we're oh, saying like, sorry. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know the song? Um, it was in Stranger Things. Uh, running up that hill. Running up that <laughs> hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, it wasn't a hit, and and now it is. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. That's just. I mean, that's just because. Um, because of a show, but. Nothing's original. 
for this new generation. <laughs> so you take things that we didn't think were cool <laughs> and make cool. Sample everything. Yeah. <laughs> Good artists out here making original like have you ever heard of Duran Bernard? Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of Duran right. Bernard, and he has a '90s bop. And but, one of his songs, he even says, "Let's do a '90s step up right here." Right. Not original. Okay, but that doesn't. Okay, but, but all right, but that doesn't mean that like the right. His whistle the, tone is incre- incredible. Incredible. But yeah. then, but like he didn't like sample it. Like he does, he does. He's not a samples per. He may do things that allude to the times, right? Right. But he's not sampling an actual song. He doesn't do that. Well, I I, I dig that. But if you're doing things, okay, Silk Sonic doesn't sample. No, but they allude to it, which is perfectly And if you're fine. alluding to something that was before, then you're taking from something that is just before. Technically, yeah. Bruno Mars, and I'm a huge Bruno Mars fan. We're birthday twins, all of them. <laughs> so um, Bruno Mars, his 24 Karat album was a 90s album. The yes. Silk Sonic album is a 70s, early 80s album. His other stuff was all pop, uh, almost like uh, early 2000s uh, pop. So, but he he's smart because it was a sound that was really popular that people still reminisce over. Yeah. So, I mean, and this is how you think we get here. We stand on the, the shoulders of giants. Right. So it's a, and it's, it's not to say there's nothing that you all do as original, but it's <laughs> definitely recycled. Yeah. And it's yeah. been done before, and but, it's, I mean, they, it's been brought the to the attention. The path has been laid for us to, uh-huh. like, I feel like, I feel like at the end of the day, most of the time we're gonna pull from the things that have already been laid out for us uh-huh. and set example for, as we should, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, as we should. So but, I don't think we'll get away from that necessarily. And I hope we don't. Um, but there, you're right. There's some a lot of original stuff that is that is being done now. Um, I call it canned music. Mm. Because there's not a lot of musicianship in it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you guys, you do an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Earth, Wind, and Fire is by far my favorite band. Mm. Um, way before my time. I'm 38. Um, but my mom, that's that's her era. That's her and my dad's era. Uh, James Brown and, you know, just the the musicianship, the strings, the people really playing instruments. You gotta you have to go to country or rock in order to hear that. Yeah. Or neo soul in, in some or sense. Soul. Or soul. But pop music, it's we're gonna put this loop on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move these drums. We're gonna put these drums back in. <laughs> we're gonna loop this part. Oh, let's invert this and make a bridge and then go right back to the loop. And everything is perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. So have you heard of Robert Glasper? Absolutely, okay. huge Robert Glasper he does fan. A lot of them. Yeah. Now, to me, congratulations on his Grammy too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Long overdue. Yeah. He yeah. does. To me, he doesn't. Now, to me, he doesn't necessarily always sound like ninety. Like to me, he sounds like a current sound mm-hmm. that to me doesn't specifically remind me of a 90s, 70s, 80s thing. All right. So, you all are familiar with the term timeless music? Mm-hmm. Hits. Yes. Through the decades. Um. There are some things that you'll hear that will never get old. Mm. For as long as you all live, Thriller will be playing for Halloween. (laughs) And people will listen to it like it's the very first time that they heard it. Do you all feel like you have any artists that's going to withstand the test of time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I think... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's so amazing. Uh, okay, well, I think, uh, first of all, sh- the, song, the song Shut Up and Dance okay. 
and the song Mr. Brightside because I have played many, many gigs and that is the one song that is always an encore. Like that song will never die. The second you hear that line, the guitar riff, you know exactly what it is and everybody goes crazy. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I do think we have a lot of songs nowadays yeah. That, that, yeah. Like 50 Cent has a song that's going to withstand the test of time. Absolutely. The birthday, the ghost sharding. It's like, yes. that song is not going anywhere ever. Yes. Beyonce, which is my Many spirit animal. She She's got several songs. <laughs> so that's many. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Single Ladies is going to be her one that withstands the test of time because Halo. every wedding, <laughs> you're going to hear it when it's time for the bouquet to be tossed. And Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there, there are several. What's crazy is that hip hop is really starting to, to stem over into that same genre. Tom, do you feel like they have any music that will Ooh. withstand the test of time? Very honestly, it, I have a slant of view, of course. Uh-huh. But, you know, I can appreciate some of the newer artists. Uh, it's not my kind of music, gotcha. but I can, I can appreciate a lot of it. And I can sing a lot of it. I really enjoy singing a lot of it. But I'm always gonna my fall bike's always gonna be 40s, 50s, 60s. Gotcha. Because there's there's that's such an anchor of good music, mm-hmm. and a lot of the music today has sprung out of that. Like he was saying earlier, uh, one of my favorite artists. I'm I'm getting this thing a tribute to him in this show, and that's Tony Bennett. Okay. What a great old soul. I mean, he'll always stand. Mm-hmm. And he'll be what 96. Right. So he had a long career, and his music was popular for many generations. I don't know. I, I can, I'm speaking from an old standpoint. No, I love it. You guys understand it. I, I come from way back there. So when I talk about music, my first, my go-to is 40s, 50s, and 60s. I love Billy Holiday. Yeah. You know, some great music girl. back then. Yeah. That's my girl. Uh, all Billie. the 50s artists, 40s, 50s, 60s artists. Uh, that's just where my allegiance is. I got you. But it, go ahead. Sorry. And yeah. I was going to say, I think it takes, right, this perspective mm-hmm. and teaching from your generation and generations after who are older than us to tell us like right to give us an inkling of what time this music sounds like mm-hmm. um because because i think like especially like like artists today especially artists who are like an artist named q who's like referencing sounds from back then right like we know we know it feels timeless but i feel like the training and the teaching and the mm-hmm. oh maybe you need to say that word right maybe you need to give that feel i feel like or, or that emotion, you know, or learn how to express that emotion better. Um, but I think training from the older generation and a, a deeper look into it versus just into us or investment to us, other than just saying, oh, y'all don't have the music, like, you know, because right. I see a lot of that without like direct investment into what our music sounds like today to make it timeless. I dig it. And I, I do a lot of teasing. Trust me. I love <laughs> I love a lot of the current sound. Just like when you threw out artists, I'm like, yeah, I definitely know who it is. There's, yeah. I have a new music, new music Wednesdays and Fridays mm-hmm. where I'll just turn on if it's Dat Piff or whoever uh, Apple Music discovers at that time, right. and I'll just go on the deep binge and I'm like, ah, okay, this is cool, ah, not so much, too much auto tune, and just kind of <laughs> just kind of go through that because um, pitch was a real thing. Hey, the sweet yeah. sound of those vocals, <laughs> Crosby, Stills, and Nash, people like that who sang without pitch correction. Right. And th- those, those things are things that really stir mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just kind of piggybacking off of Jared. Yeah. Like, again, that yeah. I did earlier. But, like, um, what you were talking about, like, the mentorship kind of side of it in songwriting, like, I've seen 
uh, I think it was it was Lin Manuel, and he learned from Alan Menken, who has written timeless Disney music. I mean, di- I mean Disney is already like right. timeless in and of itself, but he's yeah. he's passed on that legacy of timeless. Um, music writing in terms of lyric and that's right. kind of been evident in in terms of um lin-manuel's writing that we've seen in recent mm-hmm. films well and it's more than just like alan Menken too like you got like and i mean you know partnerships with like stephen swartz on that and then you got like you know stephen sondheim that he had mm-hmm. a connection with for a little while and um uh, jonathan larson i know he got a lot of inspiration from that from watching things like rent and like you know tick tick boom and listening to that kind of stuff so i mean you know even like in like the you know um, animated film, like, you know, Broadway world, you have stuff like that as well. And like one thing that I was thinking, like your question about like, what do we have? I mean, you know, as, as much as I may not like hearing it over and over again, you know, but like, you know, let it go from frozen. You've got right. stuff like that, that you're going to uh, endlessly right. hear. Cause yeah. you have children that are discovering these movies. Uh, again. Say again. Yeah. I sing, let it go. Song. Every time I go to that. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, but just just the the mentorship aspect that you're you're talking about is mm-hmm. is highly valuable for artists growing in our generation yeah. to be writing music that will will withstand the test of time. Yeah. Showmanship, teach us talks. Right. Hey, yeah. listen, yeah. you're teaching me. So let's leave it oh, at that because I'm lear- I'm learning just as much as you guys are learning. <laughs> learning process, and that's and that's a testament of what it is that you all are bringing, mm-hmm. and the fact that I also learning from you is a testament of how receptive you guys are. But yeah, well, I know that it's uh, y'all's time to uh, grace the stage. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, it's been dope with the fellas. Um, so. I'm not going to close out the episode. What I'm going to do now is it's time for the ladies, Come on, ladies. <laughs> to grace the table. Oh. Hey, I appreciate you fellas. Thank uh, you so again. much. Thanks. Show starts August 4th, y'all. Y'all come in and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, you don't want none. I look out. You know you're messing with the wrong one.